This is the Changemaker Forum Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 12 of the Changemaker Forum Podcast. My name is Jeremy Brown, founder of Startups Give Back and your host for today's episode. In this episode, two of the three co-founders of Atlas Go, Thomas Kierton and Olivier Kaser, join me to talk about the social enterprise's mission to make a difference by mobilizing sweaty changemakers. The company is amazing. What they're doing is absolutely awesome, and how they're doing it is even better. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Thomas Oli, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jeremy. Happy to be here. Thanks a lot for having us. Yeah, amazing. Happy, happy to have you. So before we get into Atlas Go and what it is, what I would like to do is learn more about both of you guys and your backgrounds. So Thomas, let's start with you. If you can give me an idea of you know, where you grew up and, and, and what got you into social entrepreneurship. Let's start there. So before we get into Atlas Go and what it is, what I'd like to do is learn more about both of you. So Oli, let's start with you. If you give me a background uh, of yourself um, and where you grew up and what got you into social entrepreneur, let's start there. Yeah, I can do that. Thanks a lot. Um, so I'm from Switzerland originally. I grew up uh, close to Zurich. And uh, in Switzerland, there's like it's very common to start work very early. So I joined a big company when I was 16 years old um, and stayed with that company until I was 28. Um, and that's not uncommon. And I really, you know, got, got to know a lot of stuff through that. And I was mostly in corporate responsibility during that time. So I worked for a company that was just getting started with their cor- corporate responsibility approach when I joined them. And all throughout the years, we built up a corporate responsibility program for that company. And it was an amazing learning experience. And through that, I also got in touch with social entrepreneurship. And um, on top of that, I was in Cambodia for half a year, um, where I also was working for a social enterprise. Um, that was kind of a civilian service assignment that I had. And, and that kind of also opened my eye, eyes in terms of, you know, questioning my my current job. It was a great job. We had a lovely team. I loved it. But I was like 28 years old already, being more than 10 years with the same company, obviously learning a lot having a good position, but I wanted to challenge myself. And um, that's, that's why I actually came to San Francisco to study social entrepreneurship because um, the approach itself was so, so like, uh, yeah, unique and new that I wanted to learn more about it and get involved in the field. So you mentioned studying social entrepreneurship. Where did you study? Uh, I studied at Holt. Uh, it's an international business school, and that's also where I did meet my two co-founders, Tommy and Megali. Thomas, how about yourself? So uh, my background, I was uh, born and raised in Brussels, Belgium, um, and I was always really close to a lot of nonprofit work, foundation work through the family or just personal involvement. Um, and I grew up also as well in the UK and a little bit in the United States, in Washington, D.C., I think that gave me kind of an idea of that the world is bigger than Belgium and gave me, you know, kind of the kick to go explore it. Um, and I studied in Belgium uh, social, uh, economics uh, and was really interested in business and started my first business during my studies when I was 20 years old. And then I met, um, I had the privilege to meet Professor Mohamed Yunus, uh, the Nobel Peace Prize 
uh, laureate. And he really showed me a new perspective on business that you could actually uh, involve good and impact in business. And that really kind of blew my mind. Uh, so I read his books and was really interested in his work. Uh, and then I sent him a message and asked if I could you know, hang out more with him. Uh, and he, uh, to my surprise, uh, invited me to spend some time with him in Uganda with him and his team, where I had the privilege to meet other social entrepreneurs and really get a, get a sense of the field. And I understood there that you could actually do business and do impact at the same time. And that's around the time when I started running. And I really saw an opportunity to create something around running, around impact, but also really much focused on how to make this a sustainable business and make, uh, make money to be able to, you know, propel our impacts forward as well. Um, so with all those ideas and kind of that naive ambition, I packed my bags and came to San Francisco because I thought that that was the place to be to, to start a company in tech and change the world. Um, and so I came there. I had I had to learn. I had to, I had to meet people. I had a lot of things, um, you know, to do to really make this happen. And it started with a master in social entrepreneurship in San Francisco, um, where I met Olivier and Magali, and where we started ideating on the idea and uh, really going forward with the business. So I was watching a video with you, Thomas, um, and you were explaining how Atlas Go got its start or where the idea came from. And you mentioned uh, you, uh, you're running. And in the video, you also mentioned that you're running, I believe it was a marathon in Brussels. And yep. I was, what I'd like to know is what about that experience uh, catapulted you into the idea of moving to San Francisco and then starting a, a social enterprise? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Um, so for me, it's, it's I was running the twenty kilometers of Brussels, and that was a big. It was one of the first time I felt like I was part of something kind of bigger than myself, bigger than my group of friends, and then my family. I felt like part of the city. Everybody there is running for a nonprofit, and I was like, you know, high fiving people, making some friends, and I was like, I really felt yeah, part of something just bigger than myself that was more important, and made me feel so good. But then the next day it was over and I was back to, you know, back to normal. And that really comes to what we want to do at Atlas Go. And what I really believe in is that to make change or to make something happen, you need people to be involved. You need people to care, to be aware about it. And, and, and if they're not involved and you hear, you know, this or that corporation or that big philanthropist made that donation, or you see videos of a problem, environmental problem, whatever problem around you, you're not impacted, you're not part of it. And so that's really what, what I thought was what happened during that race is I was part of something. And, 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 and that was kind of the genesis of Atlas Go is how can we create this on an everyday basis? How can we create a, a community of sweaty change makers, a place where people can come on an everyday basis, get information about what's happening in their communities, what nonprofit they can support, and then actively, actively go. And so you get on a plane to San Francisco and you land what was that experience like? Did you initially know exactly what you wanted to do? Uh, walk, walk me through the, the thought process of landing at SFO and then uh, uh, enrolling in school and all that. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, the first thing is I thought, um, I thought San Francisco was sunny, so I had my skateboard and I had uh, my swimsuit and I was like, this is gonna be awesome. I'm gonna start my company in the sunny, in the sunny city. So that was the first learning is that it's not that warm in San Francisco. <laughs> so that was a big, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I think a second thing is, I mean, 
is really not, I knew that I had this hunger to learn and understand better what I was trying to do. And, and I mean, I had no network. I knew nobody in San Francisco. Um, I didn't know much about, you know, how to start a company, how to, how to, how to start an app um, and, and all of that. Uh, and so that was a learning to kind of get outside of my comfort zone and start talking to people. I think that's one of the big mistakes I've learned before is that, you know, if you have an idea, keep it to yourself and, you know, you have to build it and then, and then it's going to be amazing. I really learned really quickly that you have to talk about it to everyone, get some feedback and get advice. So I really got out there, uh, started talking to you know, everybody I met, like the you know, Lyft drivers, Uber drivers. I was going to conferences uh, with my student pass. Um, and I was just talking to people and trying to get, you know, feedback. And, and, and I think that's what, that was like the first thing that, that starts this. When you put it out there, when you're talking to people, you're asking questions, people get interested. Um, and I think that's what brought Ollie and Magali also to the project to really make this, make this a thing and make this happen. So Ollie, when did you first meet Thomas? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. So uh, I met him pretty much on the first day. Uh, at school and and we were in a team very early on throughout the program so so we worked together um, um, pretty early on and Tommy obviously as you said before he was talking about Atlas or Atlas back then and now I just go all the time um, but I didn't really understood it from from the very beginning to be honest and I came also I came to San Francisco with a very open mind as well like I didn't know what what I was going to do in the end and throughout the year, um, I got to know Tommy better and also Megali, and uh, we kind of just clicked, I think, as a team. We, we are very, very different in character, but also very complementary and just have a, had a very good, like, um, I don't know, just a very good, good vibe. And um, so we were talking about Thomas's idea more and more. And with my background in corporate responsibility, I kind of understood a little bit the needs of companies and, 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 you know, specifically companies that want to do good and that want to have their employees engaged around things and their community engaged around, around their programs. Um, that's where I kind of came in and also, um, yeah, I was able to help a little bit with, with looking at the whole thing from more like from a business perspective and coming up with different models and things to kind of try out. And Tommy and Megali, they were more at the forefront of, you know, trying out the basic concept with doing an MVP on Facebook and stuff like that. So, so that, that was very natural in terms of, you know, just, I don't know, some people you just kind of, it, it clicks and it works and you have a good relationship and, and, and yeah. So, so that's how, how I got involved with, with the team and with the two co-founders during the year we were studying. And for the MVP on Facebook, what was that like? What was the, the actual product itself? How do people get involved? Yeah, this is a story I, I like to say because it's the first, you know, kind of advice I would give to anybody who's wanting to start something and who's like, I'm going to build this app or this technology or this hardware or whatever. And I always um, try to tell them, like, how can you test this idea uh, super cheap, like as cheap as possible? And I think really any idea you can really test um, cheaply by using any, like, you know, something that is already existing, a community that's already existing. Uh, even if it's the hardware, like you can kind of build something with some cheap products and, and kind of see how people will use it. And so that's what we did before, you know, building the app and, and, and building the whole software, which is, of course, expensive, was to test this out on Facebook. 
And so we basically had a page up where we're explaining, we want to do, you know, create this global community of sweaty change makers, whoever wants to join, just share your picture from your running apps. So people who are running with, you know, Nike, Strava, whatever running app, Fitbit, whatever running device they were using, they could share a picture here um, on our platform. Uh, I mean, on our Facebook page, and then we would donate 25 cents uh, to a nonprofit. And so we partner with a local nonprofit to do this. Uh, so you can hear here that like the terrible business model, we were actually, you know, paying for every person who was sharing a picture of their runs. Um, but, but that got people interested, right? That got people engaged on our platform, uh, started to create the community, and that got us some press and then our first corporate sponsors uh, and real nonprofits also. So we weren't the ones, you know, putting in the money in the first place. How much were you able to donate to the nonprofits initially with the MVP? I think it was $1,800. That's pretty impressive for MVP. Yeah, but it was cool. I got people excited. Uh, I got people excited. And a lot of people were contacting us saying, yeah, this is cool. How can I help? Uh, and I think it just became from that simple, you know, concept, it came a little bit more of a reality, a bit more of a, of a thing. So that's a great segue into what Atlas Go is actually as a product. So Thomas, let's start with you. Can you explain what the product is? Yes. So Atlas Go is a global community of sweaty change makers. So what does that mean? It means that anybody can join our app. Uh, you select the cause that's live on the application and you can basically run, walk uh, or bike or do any sports for this nonprofit and you'll be raising depending on what cause, 25 cents to 50 cents per mile for that cause. And the way that, that works is that we work with corporate sponsors. We now have 50 corporate sponsors uh, that sponsor your everyday mile. Um, and so what you can also do on the app is share pictures of your runs. People um, you know, interact with each other through teams, through leaderboards, uh, follow each other. And we really want to create this kind of positive, engaged social media where people understand what's happening around them and then can actively uh, engage physically and, and then further, we hope as well. So one thing I do want to go back to really quick, uh, something that Oli mentioned, uh, going back to your time at school, and this is for you, Thomas, how did you convince both Oli and Magali to join your team to actually uh, bring this idea to life? Because obviously, you know, with any idea you have, there's going to be a little bit of convincing in, in storytelling to get somebody on board uh, to essentially co-found the organization with you. So how did you convince them? <laughs> I'd be interested to hear uh, all these response afterwards. I think, I, I mean, I learned uh, to, to pitch and to, you know, to, to how to present an idea and how to, how to pitch it that it's appealing to corporate sponsors, you know, investors. Um, I think in this case, it was, it was, I mean, since we were in the same class, they could really see the vibe. I would say that we connected Again, like Ali said, we're really different. Ali's a little, a little older. He has really more experience. I think he's he's uh, he's definitely smarter than me in terms of operations, financials, and a bunch of other things. Um, and uh, and Magali has a Magali has really an, uh, a love for for running, for the understanding of social impact, and she's a badass a partnership builder as well. Um, I think those connections came through like our values. I think your skills you can always grow and learn them, but we were really like connected on that. And um, and I think the convincing was not like 
it wasn't really a convincing of like, you should join me for, to build this business, but it was, we understood that this could be something that could grow and could, could make sense on an impact perspective. And it also makes sense on a business perspective. And since we were linked on these values, we thought, and this complementarity of, of skills, we were like, let's do it, let, let's go. But again, we started working together uh, and that comes back to the prototype. We were prototyping how we would work as a team before we co-founded and you know, did, did all the papers. We started, we worked before on the project to see, you know, does it click? Do we, do we work well together? Ali, how about yourself? Uh, was there, you mentioned that there was some, you had to take some time to kind of think about the idea and things of that nature. Was there something that clicked in you that made you think, okay, this is an amazing idea. We need to push this forward. I'm on board. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's funny because um, I, it started with the people, right? Like, like Thomas said, um, Tommy talked a lot about the idea and I didn't really understand it in the first place. And, and, um, and Ben McAuley joined him too. And then, you know, I think halfway throughout the year or when it came to live, when it came to an end, we we're like, you know, what, what, what should we do? What, what are we going to do after the year ends? And, and I was thinking about different things and, and I had a meeting with Tommy and with McAlee where they, where we talked more about, you know, like the details. And that's, I think in this meeting beyond the people, I really like started to, to grasp the concept. And again, given my experience kind of also saw the value and, and the opportunity from both the business and an impact perspective. And then it was an easy decision. Um, I, I was like, yeah, let's give it a shot. Um, uh, why not? Uh, it's 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 a cool team. There is so much to learn, and and yeah, I I was all in. And you're in in San Francisco, so might as well start a startup. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so getting back to the MVP on Facebook. So you mentioned that you raised it was eighteen hundred for nonprofits. So after that, so once you got through the MVP stage and you decided to start this company did you raise a round of capital at all or was it just build it and then uh, try to grow revenue uh, from scratch essentially yeah so it, we took a while to continue ideating on the project before building the application itself so we were really uh, going to talk to corporations doing talk to nonprofits to really understand like what they want and we actually knocked on uh, at&t's door and to see if they wanted to do this uh, as a corporate sponsor, and then we're like, yeah, we have this app, and then and then we're gonna do this and that, and then they're like, okay, can we see the app? And we're like, oh, but it's not built yet, but we want to, you know. And so it's like, um, it, it, but it helped us to understand what they needed, and then and and then they told us, like, well, if you do a product like this, and this actually opened a diff different product to us, which is uh, what we haven't talked about yet, which is the corporate wellness program. They wanted to do it only for their employees, and so we ideated on the product. And we created it that you could use it also on, on two sides, on a community side, anybody can join. And then on the corporate side, uh, you put in a code and only your employees are engaged uh, in the challenge. And so, again, we, we took time to really understand what our partners, corporations, nonprofit users wanted to, to move forward. And then the next step was uh, we actually raised a little bit of capital here from uh, angel investors in, uh, in Belgium, uh, which allowed us to hire our first employee. Seal, uh, who is uh, who is in charge of uh, of the tech, uh, and so that was a big uh, big next step as well. We with that uh, raise the funding, funding, um, and and with Seal, uh, we were able to build uh, build the product for real and start working actually with AT&T as a first client. 
How large is the, the team? So today we're, um, I think we're nine full-time and 14 accounting uh, contractors. So now before we recorded or press record for this uh, podcast, uh, we talked about uh, how I discovered Atlas Go through WeFunder, which is a crowdfunding platform. And I know you guys are in the midst of your crowdfunding campaign, but I'm curious to hear if you've learned any lessons through the process of crowdfunding. So Oli, let's start with you and then Thomas, feel free to weigh in. Yeah, um, well, I mean, it was definitely, you know, it was a very good exercise to prepare our company to be ready for the crowd race because you have to have everything, obviously, um, you know, you have a, you have to go through a certain due diligence and, and you have to kind of take a step back and be like, hey, where do we stand as a company and where, where are we exactly at this moment to be able to do this? So that was definitely a good learning process and I uh, really appreciated working with the guys at WeFunder. They are. They actually reached out to us um, actively. Uh, we didn't really have this on our radar too much. And they are a fellow B Corp and the Benefit Corporation. So there definitely was a strong vision match and we're looking for more impactful businesses to be um, you know, mentioned on their platform. So that was kind of an easy onboarding process because yeah, again, they're here in San Francisco too, su super cool team, very dedicated, very driven people. And they were uh, a lot of help in, uh, in, in actually building the campaign. So it's a it's a great partnership. I mean, we just started. We we still have to get it going right, but but so far we're happy with it. And and yeah, it was a good learning for us for sure. Thomas, how about yourself? Any any lessons learned so far? Yeah, I mean, the, the I'll just add like the reason why we wanted to start a um, a crowdfunding is so now we've uh, we're raising our our seed round to kind of get to the next step. Um, um, and we raised uh, $1 million. And out of that, we wanted uh, our users and, you know, our network and people who, who like what we do. We have so many people around us in, in, in our community, our users that, that want to help out in, in a different way. And we wanted to offer them the opportunity to invest in the company at the same uh, conditions as, as any angel investor. And so when we received the email from WeFunder and they were like, hey, do you guys want to do a crowdfunding campaign for equity? It seemed, it seemed really like a good the thing to do and and again we're always looking for for feedback for people to be you know part of what we do so we understand better how we can build a product around around their needs and so having a bunch of new investors uh, with a different perspective on the product is, is is really awesome and so Oli, you mentioned b corporation so that's a a, a legal structure or entity that is relatively newish uh, a lot of folks don't know what a b corporation is so can you explain what a B Corporation is and also what was that process like of actually becoming an actual B Corp? Yeah, that's a good question. So if there is the legal entity or the form that is the benefit corporation. Uh, what it does is it, it adds, it's actually quite similar to a normal C Corp. It's totally for profit. And it just adds to your founding document and impact that you want to strive for as a company. So to a certain extent, it, it kind of reduces a little bit your fiduciary responsibility to just maximize the profit, but you're kind of also reliable then, on the other hand, to, you know, drive impact. So it's, it's balancing that a little bit out. Um, and the second thing, the B Corp certification, this is just a certification process that every company can do. Also, if you're, if you're not a benefit corporation as a legal form, and you go through a very in-depth, um, um, you know, process 
um, talking about, you know, how do you treat your employees? How are you involved in your community? What's your sustainability approach and stuff like that? And you get, um, you, you get actually like a grade or points for how good you are. And it's, it's actually kind of hard to get. Um, so you need to reach a certain amount of points to be B Corp certified. And we are B Corp certified as of January this year. And um, it's, it's just a great movement. You know, it's a lot about conscious business, um, a great network and, and, and a lot to learn from other companies going the same approach or the same route who, be, who really believe in business as a value adding force, as a value adding force to the community um, and to the world. Um, so that, that has been a good, a good exercise for us to do that from a very, very early stage. So switching gears a little bit, there's one question that I always ask the people that I interview, and it's this one. What is one problem in the world that you believe is worth solving and why? Thomas, let's start with you. Mm, I, I like that. Um, for me, it really comes to um, getting people engaged and getting, making people part of something, making people part of a community and making them belong to something. And, and I think that's like a, a critical human need um, and I want to, I mean, that's what we want to do uh, with Atlas Go and, and through Check is to create a place where people feel part of something and feel like they can, they can make a difference. And, uh, and I think that's one of the big, uh, we don't consider the impact of the nonprofits that we work with, we don't consider our own impact. Uh, we consider our own impact, the fact that we can create a community around these issues and so create a, a, a discussion and a platform for people to get engaged, to uh, to share with others, and and um, and to move together to for change. Oli, over to you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, for for me, um, I think the the underlying issue that I care most about, or that I think would be worth solving, is inequality. Um, you know, being being able to travel to other countries and and just see, you know, or realizing that there's so many bright and motivated children in a place like Cambodia or all over the world that just don't have the same opportunities that, that, you know, people have like me who are born, lucky to be born in a place like Switzerland. So, and I look at that as, as not as a very, you know, like, uh, I try to look at it as not, not too much as like an emotional issue, but just we're losing so much great talent um, because we're not efficient in giving everyone an opportunity to actually create create something and, 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 and have an opportunity to, to provide solutions to the problems that we face today. So, so uh, yeah, inequality, I think, is the one thing that, that I'm, yeah, that, that I would love to, to help solving. Beyond what Tommy said, uh, obviously, um, as it is the one thing that we're working on at Atlas at the moment as well. And Thomas, you mentioned something that's, in my mind, very critical, and that's community building. And I, I'm a firm believer that whether you're a for-profit or a non-profit, Building a community, there are so many benefits to it. And so with Atlas Go, how are you building a community around uh, essentially running and uh, making a difference through that type of activity? So, uh, so the way that we, we created a community, and I think, you know, there's, there's some businesses that they'll have a, a business and then they'll create a community around it because, you know, if you create network effects, you just have, that you drive more engagement to your whatever company. Uh, we see ourselves as a community that builds a business model on top of it. 
So the community, like like we mentioned, that's really the like the, the core of, of who we are. Uh, so on the application, we're 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 boosting the community where all, you know all these people are running for for different causes and 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 talking to each other and talking about you know giving high fives to each other. You can high five a post when you double tap on it. Uh, you can comment and try to understand why they're part of this cause or another. And then we we're, we've created teams also where we really see a lot of engagement. Uh, people can create different teams and talk about different topics of why they're interested in one cause rather than another. And then another part that we've found is really exciting is since there's really this positive aspect uh, to the app, uh, we see people playing on that and kind of congratulating each other. Uh, we don't try to be like the you know the fastest runner app or or whatever. It's really uh, you know every every mile makes makes a difference. And so when 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 you see people on the app that ran their first marathon or something like that. For example, in San Francisco, you'll have someone from Belgium or Switzerland congratulating them and, and, and kind of, you know, connecting through through that. So that's a very positive aspect of it. And then we want to bring it outside of the app as well. Uh, of course, our whole business is people being outside and running outside. And so we create events, our, our own fun runs. We have one in San Francisco. Uh, we partner with Decathlon. We run every Tuesday um, on, on Market Street and on Embarcadero. And we're trying to replicate this model in uh, in Madrid, uh, Brussels, uh, Switzerland, and other cities um, in in the United States. So that's also a big part of it is creating that community uh, live for people to meet and, and and connect live. One thing I want to touch on, and both of you have mentioned this, is the fact that you have lived in different locations. How has that impacted how you live and? How has it impacted Atlas Go, and how has that whole experience shaped how you interact in the world today? Yeah, again, so yeah, for me, it absolutely had an impact. Um, um, considering things like risk perception, the whole fear that I had in Cambodia was was really, really impactful, and like understanding, uh, yeah, so much more. It just broadens your horizon so much. Understanding a different culture and be more compassionate and, you know, just also, yeah, being more aware about what's happening in the world. And and it's really like um, two different planets going from Cambodia to Switzerland back and forth. It's like, it's insane and it's 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 impressive. And so that was definitely one thing that, that for me was when I came back was like, hey, uh, we have such an interesting um, concept about taking risks in Switzerland having all the opportunity, but being caged in, you know, almost like a, a golden cage in a good job and you think you cannot just leave. Um, and you can, you, you have, that's the privilege. You can really, you can really make so many decisions that you kind of didn't think you can because you just haven't had that experience in, in understanding what risk, risk really means, right? Like um, if you are a farmer in Cambodia, if it doesn't rain, you really have an issue. And and the issues that we are facing are just so, so different. So so that was definitely one thing that, that kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone. And and you know, going to San Francisco and trying to understand more about social entrepreneurship. Um and the approach itself, I learned about it when I was working for, for the Swiss Tree Foundation or like establishing the program that, that this approach was just became more and more common and I found it find it found it very fascinating because I myself I always believed in in the concept of you know like 
trying to not to be dependent on donations, but creating value and to create something that someone wants to actually give you money for because you, you create value for everyone involved in the process. So, so that's what, what I really believe in. Yeah. Thomas, how about yourself? Yeah, for me, there's, there's two things of like living around uh, in different cities that, that has taught me that the first one is, I think it's, you know, being a, a good team player and being able to play with different cultures, uh, uh, play and work. Um, you know, we, I think in the team, we have like nine different, for a small team, nine different uh, countries uh, represented. And we really come from different backgrounds, different ideas and different cultures. Uh, a cool thing about, you know, running or, or sports is that like it speaks to everyone and I think also giving back. Um, but then it's interesting to understand, like, how do they work uh, compared to me and, and come, you know, understand how how we can kind of share our knowledge or our different ways of working. Uh, and I think that comes to, that was my second point, it comes to like the team, how we work together. Um, and then also how uh, nonprofits can work together and how companies can work together as well. Uh, really focusing on kind of that collaboration and understanding that the issues that you might have uh, around homelessness, for example, in Belgium are often similar to the issues around homelessness in San Francisco. And so it's interesting to see how one of them is tackling it to another and, and how can, they can collaborate. And then for the business world, I think it works uh, as well in a lot of different perspectives where different companies can share knowledge uh, and, and, and can share ways of, of working. And, and it's not always a, a zero-sum game. There's really a lot of places to, uh, to, to make some win-win systems. What advice would you have somebody who is an aspiring social entrepreneur who wants to start, whether it's a, a nonprofit or a social enterprise, what advice would you give them? Oli, let's start with you. Um, good question. I, I mean, my main advice is that I really think, look at it as a business opportunity. There really is a shift in, in how people conduct business what types of products that they are consuming. And, you know, there's so much more awareness about social issues out there that there really is an opportunity for these types of, um, um, you know, like businesses and, and look at it from, from that perspective. And, and as Tom said before, try, try it out with something that can fail cheap. And then, you know, once you have decided if you want to give it a shot, go all in and, and, and try it. Um, yeah, I'm, I think these are the main, main, main advices that I, or the main advice that I would, would give. Thomas, how about you? For, yeah, for me, the main advice is, uh, what else are you going to do? Is really, um, if you have an idea, if you have a passion, uh, just go for it. I think there's, you know, in any stages of your life, uh, you have to try it out. You have to, to risk it because in the end, you don't have much to lose. You can work, you know, for a large company and, and, and for 20 years and then, you know, their industry is gonna is gonna fall down, and you're you're not gonna be working there anymore. Uh, there's all sorts of things that can happen, and 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 so just go for it, try it out. Um, you won't regret trying it out. So we've talked a, a lot or covered a lot of topics uh, so far. One thing that I would love to hear more about is if there's anything in the pipeline uh, that is coming in terms of Atlas Go, any new features or anything like that uh, that you can talk about publicly. I think one big thing is uh, since we've raised where we're, we have now people uh, in different countries, we have someone in Madrid and Paris and Philippines, and we're growing in the United States as well. So, um, so look out for, you know, cool causes or uh, challenges happening uh, in, in your country. Uh, and then a second uh, big thing that we're pushing is uh, 
adding individual donations to our products and to our, our desktop version, uh, allowing people to donate on top of corporate sponsors, so allowing people to sponsor each other, uh, fundraise in the name of the nonprofit that they want, uh, and really tackle tackle that as well, make it as easy as possible, and and, and create really a, a social media around uh, around philanthropy. Awesome. Yeah. And I think on a more basic level also, we try to uh, make the, the product more accessible for different types of sports in the future as well. So adding new, adding new time, types of exercises you can, you can participate um, at least in. And that's, that's definitely also a big thing we're working on. And also, um, yeah, in, including, other, um, including other applications like the partnership with Strava um, that has, has been something that was super successful. So we're also going to try to do that with other applications and devices. All right. Last question for both of you. Where can people learn more about Atlas Go? Uh, that's the easy one. So um, first, uh, download the app, Atlas Go, uh, and start using the app. Um, it's free, and you're raising money for nonprofits, uh, and you can meet awesome people. Um, number two, our website, if you want more information about like uh, how to work with us, uh, atlasgo.org. Um, and then number three, uh, if you want to invest in the company, wefunder.com slash atlasgo. And the mobile app is both iOS and Android? Correct. Right. I'll add on that is that you can also sync your, um, your runs from other, um, from other running apps. So if you don't want to use Atlas Go every time you go for a run, you can also sync. Uh, we just recently synced uh, with Strava. Amazing. Yeah, and, and I mean, also reach out to us. Um, it's it's Olivier at atlasgo.org and Thomas at atlasgo.org. Um, if you want to do an, an impactful campaign with your company or if you just want to learn more about what we're up to, just shoot us an email and we're happy to, to reach, reach out. Awesome. Ollie, Thomas, thank you so much for joining me for the podcast. Enjoy the conversation and I'm really excited about what Alice Go has in its future. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, thanks for creating the platform for, for these stories to be told. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Changemaker Forum podcast. If you found this episode insightful and want more just like it, all you have to do is subscribe. You can find the Changemaker Forum podcast on all major podcasting platforms, or you can subscribe by going to podcast.changemakerforum.com. With that being said, I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.